Hello, DNR listeners. This is Cubbybub. I am Aaron's fiance and soon-to-be wife. I I wanted to preface you and say our favorite boys of the hour. We'll be discussing some of the workplace discrimination at Blizzard Activision from the reports this week. Um, I'm here to give you a woman's point of view and to check and make sure that you've... Um, Drink your respect women juice. <laughs> okay. Um, women, and especially women of color, we can't deny this. They have suffered in workplaces dominated by men. And if you open your eyes and pay attention to their stories, there's no secret why. And this is your reminder to listen to women, believe in them and stand up for them. Please. Thank you. Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Hey, what's up? I'm Slide Whistle, and we got a lot of shitty problems to address here. Yeah, I guess we just uh, start right off with it. Well, first off, well, I guess I am immunization, obviously. And I'm Aaron. This one's serious, so I'll just use my name. I don't get any fun uh, <laughs> fun subtext, because we just got to get right into uh, the news that you've all heard at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure everyone knows what the subject is, and it's the Really, really bad lawsuit from the state of California. Not just some random people. Not that that would have mattered. But the state of California is like, we did a two-year investigation on Blizzard, and y'all got some nasty crimes going on in there. And before I keep going, I just wanted to thank Cubbybub for that introduction. Um, I just asked her real quick to record something for us because... She is a Warcraft player, but obviously is a woman, someone, or a type of person who's really at the heart of this, this event. And it's a major takeaway from this that it shouldn't just be us three dudes talking about or speaking over women. It's important to listen and to and actually hear out what is being said. And so I thank you for that introduction. Yeah, so basically, I mean, okay, it's not surprising to me by any means, especially because I feel like most tech slash gaming companies have this, like Riot went through a very similar court case somewhat recently. Was it like two years ago now at this point? It was, yes, it was 2019. Yeah, and there's just been like long-term like, rumors and like talk about things like this going on in blizzard but like i guess nothing like officially like brought forward like to the public at least i mean like some of this shit is like a suicide based off of it seems like the harassment that was happening in the office from what the the, literally from what the state of california has said and some people are like oh we should wait to hear the other side but this is like a real ass like deep investigation like they know what's going on yeah, the state does not come in and 
hammer down the law unless there is legitimate evidence of these things going on. And then some of the shit, like, so I th- I feel like a lot of this seems centered around Alex Afrasiazi Osby, who was the, like, well, he was the big lore guy. He was, like, the creative director, who I've always seen on Twitter, always around BlizzCon year, people talking about how he's kind of a creeper and he's kind of weird, and he's literally named in this article, like, so many times for the shit he's done. At, at this point, he is... The only specific employee that's been named, correct? As far as we know, I believe so. And he kind of just like quietly left Blizzard last year, which retrospectively looking at this, it's like this is probably due to this all coming forward. That's probably why he and maybe a bunch of these other guys who have been leaving because they wanted to get out before this as well. I mean, that's just speculation, but like literally based on like the things that we've been presented in this there's no way that t- all these top men at blizzard wouldn't have known that this has been going on for a very long time it's just the inherently the culture of the place yeah which also i just wanted to say i i know i was like oh he's the only guy by that i meant he's just the only specific name the investigation showed scores of men engaging in quote frat boy debauchery including making women at the office feel uncomfortable, uh, drinking and gaming on the job and delegating tasks to other women, and general sexual harassment. And whatever the fuck a cubicle crawl is. What is a cubicle crawl? I'm absolutely pissed at the situation, obviously, but also that they would do such a goofball named thing so now i have to look at it every time i read the report and i'm like i feel like the the way that they named this is just asking to be made fun of and i feel like normally we would goof around about this but this is not necessarily a goofing matter even though it does sound fucking stupid and like i don't know like come on guys it sounds like just the thing you would think like middle-aged white men developers hey Jerry, let's do a cubicle crawl. Like, why not? Like, what the? What's so stupid? Like, you you know, Jeffy Caps, age thirty five, was like, that's so hilarious. My friend told me about a beer crawl once. Let's do that in here and just be the worst. Is that slander? Is that wait? Is that slander? He's not been named. Uh, I don't no. know. Like, that's he hasn't just. I'm just. But... I'm just thinking of old employees and old employees who have left in the months coming up to this, so... <laughs> yeah, wait, I want to go back to Alex Afraziaziazmi, because he's the guy who's responsible for, like, all, all the lore, basically. He was the lore keeper, he was the creative director, and he left silently, right? In in the night, in the... It, he literally does not even have a Shadowlands credit. And he's, he's, like, the big guy who made the lore for it. Like, I'm sure he was really involved in this current storyline. The fact that he doesn't have a credit means that, like... They knew this shit was happening, right? Well, yeah, because they've been under investigation for the last three years, so they definitely knew this was happening. <laughs> oh, and then they had the thing with J. Allen Brack, right, where he was not as being a predator, but as hiding it, because they said that he talked to him about it, and he brushed it under the, under the rug and promoted him a year later. So I think it's literally like the CEO of Blizzard is literally involved in this right now. Yeah, so it's definitely inherently the culture of this company. So it it would not surprise me if literally every main 
person that we've heard of, every main man that has left the company is also involved in at least covering this up. Like, they had to have known and did nothing about it. It's like a weird, like, because like, we don't really know, right? Like, I, I, I'm not sure how tight and how small these situations were when they happened or how isolated they were. So, like, it's really hard to say. It's hard to tell. And that's the thing. Like, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the very least, like, there's this video from, like, BlizzCon 2010 now that's going around when, like, this um, female fan is asking this question about, like, why are all of the female characters, which are cool that they're badass and all that, but why are they all look like they're out of a Victoria's Secret Models catalog? She's like, it's kind of, like, unrealistic. Can we get, like, some more realistic representation of women sometimes? Or something like that. That was the basis of her question. And then, like... Like, Alex of Frazzle, Lazzle, Ding Dong, basically, is like, well, what catalog do you want him to be from? And then, like, everyone laughed and mocked her. And, like, all of the people on the panel. So, like, it... That wasn't that long ago, guys. Like <laughs> In 2010, that's Cataclysm, right? That's literally when yeah. all the dragon aspects or brands are, like, they're steel-plated bikini models for absolutely no reason. Alex of Frazzle, Camp Laszlo, was commissioning those million dollar portraits of like Alex Straza and being like yeah it's a very Vince McMahon move on his part so so brash and like some of the things that I've seen on Twitter I've I've seen every year when Blizzard comes around they're so he's such a perv such a pervert he's literally hitting on drunk girls being like come he's touching them and grabbing them like what the and then also, this article said that he personally had this thing that they all, apparently, all of the people referred to as a Crosby suite, which, first off, like, we were like, okay, did they just, like, purposely name it incorrectly here? Yeah, I, that part of the article really confused me. So, what was the year oh, that, like, like, is, wait, as in reference to, like, Bill Cosby Crosby? That's what I was trying to figure out. The article said that it was called the Crosby Suite. Now, obviously, they meant Cosby, right? Because it's Bill Cosby and Bing Crosby. But what year did he did he have the suite? How how long ago did Bill Cosby get locked up for this shit? Uh, I believe the the um, court article said yeah, like I was going to say seventeen or eighteen. So it's like very very recent that like this Crosby Suite was mentioned. That's a part of the article that I was kind of confused about because they made it seem like this was a long-standing thing, but it wasn't known that Bill Cosby was a predator until like when he like the trial happened, right? I mean, I feel like he was on trial because all the women came forward, right? Uh, well, right. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. It's he was. Besides the point, but it's like an in- entertainment secret. It's a best kept secret or whatever that he was doing weird stuff. But yeah, it did not come to light until 2016, 2017. Why they call it Crosby? <laughs> you think they would have gotten that right the first time of the article? Put a Cosby. I don't know. These are dumb gamer guys. Probably didn't actually. Maybe they probably legitimately confused Bing Crosby and Bill Cosby. See, saying it's hard though. Saying it's hard. So maybe that's why. It's just some really fuck shit. And like, if and if you feel like you cannot play this game anymore. You are more than justified in your unsubscription. Mm-hmm. Whereas vice versa, if you feel like you can still play this game and separate the game from the select individuals who were really shitty, that's also fine. I think what we need to stop doing is stop telling each other why they're wrong morally. 
both sides are right, and I feel like you should just do what you think is right and just not tell other people what to do. Right, exactly, because, like, you know, we personally do this podcast, which basically started out and basically still is for the three of us to just shoot the shit and, like, hang out and talk about WoW, but, like, we've built so much of, like, like, I don't know, like, it's my biggest, like, hobby. I based kind of a lot of my life around this game, and I've met a lot of cool people through this game, our guild, people that, like, we've built real relationships with through this game, and... I don't know, I feel really attached to the story, my character, everyone I've met through this game. I'm not just going to, like, throw that away, especially because there are a lot of good people who put a lot of work into this game as well. And a lot of, like, these people who are coming forth with their personal stories now are also reaffirming that, saying that they personally worked hard on this game and still love the game as well. So it's really complicated, but yeah, as Slide said, I wouldn't ever you know, clock anyone for saying that they don't want to play the game either because this is really, really shitty. Like, I hope that there is justice for all of these women. Like, there should be. That's the biggest thing. And the the biggest thing that hits me is that this is not a unique story. And I'm sure there will be so many more after this, but there needs to be some sort of accountability held towards blizzard towards these men towards all of corporate culture all of video game creation culture it's it's already sad enough that and this is citing a a bloomberg article um that blizzard was only 20 percent women in general and then to have that fifth of the workforce being preyed upon by so many other members of the workforce it's just deeply sad and the world needs to change from this. And I deeply hope it does. Yeah, the industry needs to change. And while like the story absolutely is appalling and sucks to hear, it's good that it's out here because hopefully some kind of change can come from this. I'm pessimistic on the change based on Blizzard's response to the situation, which was a very not good response to being accused of these things. But if something, anything can fucking change, that'd be great. Yeah, honestly, their response to this is probably the most, well, okay, it's all appalling. But like the part that made me feel the most sick was their response, basically denying it, saying that it's the state of California's fault and blaming them for doing this investigation and blaming them for like driving businesses out of the state of California by doing investigations like this. And it's like, how about you just hold yourself accountable for being really, really shitty people and making a toxic work environment that's unsafe for women? Like, what the fuck? The statement was very in line. <laughs> With a company that just hired a former Trump administrator military and a, dude. And a like Bush what era f- war literal war criminal. And I'm not trying to throw it onto like all oh, Bobby's boys, it's all them. Because it's not. And I hate to say it, but when I first heard of it, I was like, Oh, it's Activision Blizzard, but it has to be Activision, right? But no, this is our boys that we know and it's it's just it makes me sad. But yeah, the, it is not helped that then the public face of your company right now, the the statements are being made by ex-Republican war criminal guys. Introducing the newest heel stable, Bobby's Boys, with their manager, Bobby Kotick, walking them on into the fucking ring. 
Oh, at this point, we need, like... So does that make, like, the California government and their representatives the face stable that's going to purge all of the evil from Blizzard? I mean, I guess in this realm, I guess they're John Cena, right? He's the, the face we need to combat this, which is crazy to say, because John Cena, where's he been? He's back now. It's just real shitty. It's just a bad situation all around. Yeah, and as we said, there's not really a wrong, right answer about how to feel or how to act in this. Just do what is right for you. Because mm-hmm. we all have our own reasons about why we play the game, why we create content about the game, why we listen to content for the like regarding the game. So honestly, do whatever makes you feel comfortable. This is one of the most, like, it's not just black and white cases, like, of you, like, playing the game still, right? Like, Well, the case itself seems pretty black and white. Yeah. Oh, no, no, the legal case is black and white. I mean the case of, like, continuing to play the game. It's very, like, very, very personal-based, and you cannot tell anybody else how and why they should play the game still, or not play the game still, like... It's a personal opinion, it's your own morality, it's your own levels of what you think is... It's just like, come on. This is neither here nor there, but did you guys know that EverQuest is still going? Like, in in no. the wake of in the wake of this, to make a joke, or a, a goofy side thing, I was like, is EverQuest still going? And they still get updates from the developers of this game that was defunct in 2004. I mean, yeah, I actually kind of only learned this today because, like, there are some people in discords that I'm in where they're like, well, what MMO are we going to hop to now, guys? <laughs> and it was brought up. I have an EverQuest review from three months ago by Derek DeLilly. Five stars. This game is the best MMORPG still to this day, 2021. It takes on a serious tone and is adult-themed, while remaining intriguing to younger people also. I played two accounts soon after release, rated until January 06, I believe, came back to play two accounts. This continues on for literally, like, a paragraph. EverQuest is alive and well, according to Derek DeLilly. I feel like no one ever told me this. I feel like this is something I should have learned in high school. I mean, in high school, because, like, this game is so fucking old, I guess. I could have played EverQuest in elementary school. Oh, absolutely. I love this game. It's old, and the game was kind of nice, being that it aged right. Hey, good a good review. But, yeah, basically, we're not going to stop recording or talking about WoW and our experiences in WoW, even if it has to be a negative thing, which you guys know we've never shied from talking about the negative aspects of Yeah, Blizzard. this is hardly... Like, who- <laughs> hardly our first foray into bashing our parent company here who would have thought like we've been podcasting for not even three years yet and we've had like now this is our second like major like fuck up that we've had to cover that like blizzard has done the fuck get it get it together blizz is listen if they can if they can just get past it shitty uh response and just clean the house of the people who did the shit that was wrong and not just clean house, punish them punitively with the law of the land. Don't just be like you're fired. Be like, yo, you're going to jail for like three to five years. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I mean, we can hope that there's justice met, but the response, as you said, does not leave me hopeful. But I do hope that 
just the fact that this is coming to light and i feel like more and more women are throwing their story on the pile too i do i do hope it leads to some real change in the company because you know by by this report and by the sounds of everything that's coming out it definitely 100 percent needs it like 10 15 20 years ago <laughs> you needed it yeah a fucking long ass time ago and it is not an eloquent transition, but I would like to talk about this last week in the world of the Shadowlands. Yeah, because I am still playing this game, and I can play the game and disagree with the company and the some of the people that made it. Not all of them, which is the key part. Not everybody who made this game is bad. Just, you know, a handful or more than that. Yeah, a, a depressingly larger number than I'd like to think about of people. Just more than one, right? Or no, more than zero. Just one. Yes. Yeah, but a common sentiment that like I've seen like throughout discords and Twitter and in general is just that like the game and Azeroth and like is beyond just the people who made it. Like it's what we have made in it as well. So like it's it, it's like ours too so i'm not just gonna give up on it personally so yeah let's talk let's talk about wow especially with the server we're on baby proudmore making a name for itself from the get-go the gays the lesbians the they's thems they made this their land it's on my land now i just want to say that it's become one of my new personal favorite things that like our girl kalis you know the number one feral druid on proudmore every week in raid <laughs> i just see her in raid chat just saying like ayo any other lesbians in the sanctum of domination <laughs> <laughs> i love that but you know what i'm also furious with kalis right now she posted that and i said kalis kalis while i have you here how many fights in this raid do you bring the legendary Apex Predator to? And you know what she said to me? What? She didn't fucking respond. <laughs> <laughs> Kalis left you hanging. You're sitting there wallowing in the dirt as she walks away. I mean, her answer is probably none, right? I feel like people don't like Apex as much as you do. Which is, I don't really understand. Feral Druid's big thing is the bites. And nobody brings Apex Predator, which enhances your by a lot. I, I'm sorry, I, I missed that. What does it enhance? Your Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know why anybody would not want to enhance that, you know? That's how I bite. Every, every single food I consume, I go... <laughs> <laughs> That's something we never told you about Slide Whistle, but when he eats food, he literally sounds like a Minecraft character. <laughs> I was gonna try to make a gassed sound, but there's no way I can make a, a sound that high pitch. That was my honest attempt. I'm not really a miney crafty player, so I don't really know. Miney crafty. Let's hear your best sound effect immune from Minecraft. Ready, set, go. Hey yo, I'm a ghoul. Wait, no, it's supposed to be I'm a ghoul. Hey, I'm a fucking ghoul. I'm going to knock you off this pillar here. You need this wood block? I got it. Are there ghouls in the game? There's zombies and there's ghasts. I don't think there are ghouls. And there's skeletons and there's witches. There's really just every sort of Halloween trickery, <laughs> but not ghouls. 
Listen, I literally just told you guys I have not really played this game. <laughs> okay, can you do a ghoul impression from Fallout? I also have not really played Fallout, so no. All you gotta do is talk like this and be like, I'm a ghoul. What's going on, stranger? It's me, a ghoul. I'm the mean one that sits outside of Undercity. Fuck that lady. I'm like this, and I'm gonna talk about your smooth skin. It's there you me. go. Yeah, smooth skins. It's me, Raul from Fallout New Vegas. I'm a auto repair man. I don't sound. <laughs> I don't, no, actually, I can't do Raul's voice. I don't. I'm, I don't want to uh, do controversy. Yeah, dude. He's just, he just sounds like Danny Trejo. It isn't it this Danny Trejo? Yeah, it is. He just. But they were like. He was like, do you want me to do, like, a scratchy voice? They're like, no, just be Danny Trejo. And he said, <laughs> okay. Hello, traveler. Hey, Raul, is that you? Yep, it's me, Raul. Uh, should I get revenge for my sister, traveler? No. Or do you think I should just settle down? Okay, you gave me the pack mule perk. I see what you value in this relationship. Well, you know what I value in this relationship? What we did in the Sanctum of Domination this week, boys. Find any lesbians? Well, Kalis was in there, but she did ignore us. So we didn't find her, I guess. No, but... We, we, fa- we found ourselves stuck. Stuck on KT, as Slide Whistle would say, the actual KT. So our group is personally 8 out of 10 still. Other group... Downed uh, Sylvanas on normal, which apparently only took them three pulls, you know? So maybe we'll get it in a few weeks. We'll see. We are the slow group. We are the SmackDown Live to their Monday Night Raw, as some would. I have been hearing... I'm just, ho- <laughs> I'm just hoping that we get it sooner than later, because right now we're SmackDown. I'd hate to be, like, 205 Live. My God, if we're 205 Live, just kill me. That's 205 Live is not where you want to be. Is they even on anymore? They canceled that? No, I think they did. Hmm, I actually don't know, which which basically shows how the public opinion is towards 205 Live. I mean, is main event still there? I don't fucking know. I mean, if I was, if I was reallocated to one of those shows, I might as well just, you know, unsub for real. <laughs> Rip a Rooney. But yeah, so we full cleared. Full cleared. We 8 out of 10 cleared up to Kelthazad. Can I just say, these last fights. I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of Fate Scribe. I'm not a fan of KT, which means I will not be a fan of Sylvanas. They're too fucking long. All of them are really long. I mean, the Fate Scribe one is long just because you're playing a mini game with these rings. And I don't know if this is a common thing or if it's just our group, but we get him down really low. And we're on literally the last set of rings that go out where, like, if we get these, then we will kill him in, like, what, 10 seconds after we finish the rings? Mm-hmm. Then, like, we get the worst placement on the farthest out ring, which is, like, the longest one to run, where it's, like, basically almost directly on the other side. So, man, no matter which way you go, it's still long. But technically, one is a little bit closer, but it's really hard to tell by just looking at it. So, we always choose the wrong way, and then we wipe when we're down to, like, 5% left on the boss, trying to finish this last fucking ring. And I swear, the game gets mad at Myth, who is, I think he's Balance. He's my, my ring buddy, and we'll be trying to turn it one way with the two of us, and it hates him because he's a druid, so it's like, well... 
your sense of balance is not in the middle of your bear. It's actually in your back legs. And I feel like he has to finagle sort of how he gets on the thing often. And I'm just like, come on, Blizzard, just give it to us. We're trying to turn this dang ring. So you have to, like, move with it up to a certain point. So maybe he's casting too much? Is he... That's that's also the thing, not to call my boy out, because he's very good, but he's also casting. Dog, when I'm on that ring, I'm a, a camera above me, not hitting any buttons, yep. just walking. I'm like, this is Same. the most important thing I can do, is just walk. Yeah, I mean, you walk and don't get hit by the orbs. That's basically all you gotta do. Although... When I was a ring runner, I also try to throw out an instant cast heal every once in a while if I see somebody low, just because, like, it's a hard phase, because, like, especially people get hit by the orbs or those ads, just, like, they, they do some major damage. When I'm running the rings, I don't do nothing. I'm like, I gotta run these rings, and that's it. And I think that's part of it, is finding the right spot. Because if, if you run past, oh, I guess maybe everyone's that fast. I'm, I'm, I'm in cat form when I do it. Oh my god, I'm in cat form when I do it. That's why I have I have such problems with it. I run past the ring and I have to go back. Yeah, and do you're it again. just too fast. Oh my god, I gotta do it in elf form. That's the the, the pro strats there. Do it in your not druid forms. Apparently, <laughs> it is a very wonky system. I wish instead it was like be on this side to move this way, or be on this side to move that way. But I guess I realized after one of our wipes that we would have cleared it on. If people are fighting a mob on top of the ring when it comes in, that ring comes to a full-ass stop if somebody moves it in the opposite direction that you're moving in. Yeah, the one that we did complete it on, that happened, and Immune got on the comms, and he was like, everyone back the fuck up! And it's just like, like they had to like split it like the Red Seas as the two guys like leisurely strolled through the fight. Yeah, I mean, I don't get on the comms and raid very often, but when I saw that that, rig, that that rune was coming through the middle of the fight, I was like, okay, guys, this rune is coming through, back the fuck up. But also, I'm like, tanks, like, please don't position the, the, like, the big ad right on one of the main rings we have to run, please. That was awesome, yeah, that got fixed, but yeah, that was also <laughs> part of the problem. It was just, it just felt really bad to, like, reach... 99% and then to have that last rune explode because we accidentally went the wrong way every time and I'm like please run the other direction because like it is a long fight what like if you clear it it's almost 10 minutes still and I feel like this is the fight that I'm always out of mana on because of that I mean also I would like to apologize slash thank Vanderlyle for consistently innervating me i'm sorry that i ever accredited myth for this because myth only does it when i ask i should have just known i'm sorry you fucked up i i honestly can't believe it this is a real touchstone moment for our relationship immune the fact that you would do vander lyle so wrong like that after he comes to raid with his best haircut i've seen i often because he's got the the male night elf i often do look at that (laughs) sick hair beard combo i was like god that's just a cool looking dude yeah and then he immediately took advantage of the one shoulder mog which i consistently forgot about until like this week honestly vanderlyle's mog is always on point like not gonna lie here wow i've never seen it because if you're not in cat form i don't give a shit about you (laughs) I'm pretty sure he DPS is in cat form. Yeah, but I can't see his elf transmog when he's in cat form. 
So you you only see other cats when you're yeah. in raid. Slide walks into every single raid encounter and goes, "Why am I the only one here?" I've seen what's going on. I've seen his cheetah travel form before. I know what he looks like in other form, other animal shapes. But we killed Fate Scribe and okay, I was I was gonna try to do his voice, but I can't do it on cue. Why does he talk like that? Why does he say the door is open like Patrick Star? He does sound like no, Patrick Star oh from SpongeBob. God. And he's like, the door opens. It is. I didn't. I didn't realize it until like that. That viral Patrick Star actor clip was going around. I was like, he sounds a lot like the guy from that clip, <gasps> which means he sounds a lot like Patrick. Like this dude's in my head all the time. I'm at work and I. I don't know. Use my key to open a door, and I'm like, God's fall, the turning key. And I'm like, man, what's what the fuck? <laughs> like, why? Not gonna lie, like. I mean, I'm just in this house all day, every day, but, like, I was going to the bathroom the other day, and I, like, opened the door, which I don't know why I close the door when I go to the bathroom, because literally I'm the only person in this house most of the time, besides these cats. But anyways, I opened the door, and I was like, the door opens! <laughs> God's fall at the turn of a key. It's my only advice to you all today. <laughs> what does that mean? Whose key is turning? Is he the god? Is it Arbiter talk? The keys of fate, I think... Because he's the fate scribe. So I think he's just saying, like, within a single moment, gods fall. Like, important people die. Who do you think, he, like, is Jesus his god? Like, who do you think his god is? <laughs> Yet, in a surprising move, Blizzard decided to program <laughs> one Christian character. <laughs> one orthodox Christian character. Praise the Lord, amen. <laughs> No, we I think don't you're. Say the Lord's <laughs> name. It's unpronounceable. You guys are almost there. You guys said the Lord, but I think it's more so a reference to Lord herself, especially in her most recent single, Solar Power, when she said that she is, quote, like a prettier version of Jesus. So I feel like this is actually a reference to her. Is that ever a lyric she had? Yeah, she's like, I kind of look like a prettier Jesus. And everyone's like, oh, okay, Lord, what the fuck? I mean, she's not wrong. That does make sense because he was telling me about his ex who loved the beach and how much of a liar he was. Yeah, like, why would you lie about that? You told me you didn't like the beach, right? But so then we moved on to KT, Kel'Thuzad, where we proceeded, proceeded to bash our head against the wall because nobody knew to kill the jolly green ghosts. Yeah. Lynn's uh, big green bears were left up for a while, and I, it was another nut time in the night when I had to come on comms and be like, guys, you can drop the rings on them, and it silences them, and it makes it so that they don't cast their big AoE damage thing that is contributing to the fact about why we're all wiping. I'm usually pretty good at that, but there were some pulls when we were getting near the end where... Like 20 galloping ghosts showed up, and I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. That's the thing, too. I think I think that we need to stop calling them by their official spell names, because many will say, fractures are out. And I know good and well in my mind that most people don't know what a fracture means. Just say big green ghosts. But even I struggled during this, because I was like, bears are up. Because, I mean, like, Lynn's a bear, but Minnie's ghosts were up, which is a gnome. So me saying bears are up made no sense when little gnomes were up. We, just, we, we gotta call them green ghosts. That's it. 
Yeah, another main problem I feel like we were facing was that we were either not DPSing the like big crystal spike things or DPSing them all at the same time, which was contributing to wipes because like when one of them is destroyed, it does raid-wide damage. And if none of them are destroyed, they just pop at the end and do a bunch of damage. So we need to like figure out more of a system for that, I think. And I think what Eric said was right, is that when all those uh, zombie skeletons came out, everybody tried to kill them first. But the priority, kill the big green ghosts first, and then you move on down the list. Banshees, please interrupt the Banshees. Nobody was interrupting Banshees but me when I came back up from that bottom floor. Where, by the way, do you guys know what happens in that bottom floor? Aaron, you're there, right? Yeah. No, I'm a strict top, so... So, yeah, you go into Kel'Thuzad's phylactery, and you fight a green slime Kel'Thuzad in there. Yeah, we're just beating on, like, Like Martin Smith, like a human form. Like, he's, like, casting spells, and we're just, like, punching him in the face. And also, not even the cool Kel'Thuzad, who is, like, a thin white zombie man with a cow skull. This is, like, a Nihilus Aran-looking dude. Yeah, I have no concept of what's down there. Do you know who it is? It's the old 2007 model from the Kel'Thuzad Naxxramas announcement trailer. Yeah, it's a very, like, beard, shaggy hair, that traditional, like, human-looking dude. But you haven't been down there before, Immune. It's, I want you to basically imagine the, Arch- the Archie Monday fight from Hellfire Citadel and Wad when that mythic phase... Or no, in that portal phase, when you go down there to fight him, imagine that room, but smaller. And Kel'Thuzad is not a nippler. He's in the middle of the platform. And around him, he casts these spells that bounce you up into the air. And he casts a Jaina-esque like, frostbolt ability that will knock you back. So if you get knocked up into the air and knocked back, you fall off this extremely tiny platform. <laughs> wow, that sounds really mean. I saw a lot of powerful saves of people, uh, I forgot what it's called, but turning into the blue animals blinking. I had to double shimmer once in midair just to stay on. It's it's tough out there for a player. I was so nervous when Lin put Nuss down there, but he has yet to die from the mechanics downstairs as far as I caught, which is impressive as fuck because he's not the best at the swirlies. I mean, I feel like one of our biggest adversaries this week was the fact that for some reason, Honor's computer just kept crashing. Like, I feel like uh, this uh, cost us quite a bit of time, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so I guess Honor's was playing some pirate game, and I saw actually a lot of articles about this, that the pirate game was causing people's computers and their, causing their GPUs to break. And I guess Honor's had played this game, uh, A New World, I think it's called, and because he played it, his GPU literally bricked like eight times during the night. We probably lost like 30 minutes of raid time because of it. And I was like, can we just, why don't we just pull it out him? Like, even Myth brought it up. And then we did. But like, come on. Yeah, but I think we'll get KT next week. I mean, and then hopefully Sylvanas only takes us a few pulls like it did the other group. But I'm not that optimistic. I think we'll get Sylvanas down in like two weeks from now, honestly. Womp womp. Time to pug it. Luckily, I'm not as mad this time around because, like, I don't have a legendary that's tied to her or anything. I mean, if I were a hunter, I'd be pretty mad because I want that fucking bow. Which, I probably will pug it on my hunter for that bow, now that I think about it. 
So, something else that happened this week, and happened for everyone, is that we continued the Chains of Domination storyline. Particularly, we found out what's going down in Revendreth. Yeah, and we're talking Dreadlords, baby. So, I believe we talked about this a little bit before when it was, like, on PTR and Datamind and things, but... I don't know. I feel like I forgot a lot, or maybe I didn't read it correctly the first time around, because a lot of this did actually take me by surprise. <laughs> like, I don't know if this is the same for you guys. I knew, like, roughly, I knew, like, a couple things, but yeah, I didn't know the actual storyline in which the things would happen. Yeah, we literally, like, I remember being excited. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that she's a Dreadlord. She being... Vash. Lady Vash, yeah. yeah, Lady Vash. Why did I want to? I wanted to say Jara. So I was like, wait, that's definitely not right. Lady Vash. I thought that Lady Vash was like a dreadlord this entire time, not just like her being like, ugh, I missed <laughs> another one. You, you were like, I, I knew it. You were the conspiracy theorist who was validated. You were like, I knew there was something off about her. No, she, she was like, I have to kill. Three of these each day. How'd this one get here? And she just like kills the dreadlord like it's nothing. Yeah, it's like oh, this is just like my typical Tuesday morning. I'm gonna kill my like dreadlord self and take my rightful spot as your daily questly giver on Corthia. Like what the fuck? Like how long has this been happening, Lady Vash? Like you couldn't have told us a little sooner. I did appreciate that the first thing you do to start it up is Lady Vash and, like, motions you over, and it's like, the Primus is doing something yes. weird. We gotta get him, buddy. And then, yeah, over the hill comes actual Vosh, who just one-shots her, and it's like, oh, shit! It was so great, because even though, like, <laughs> we read the thing before, when she was like, we must stop the Primus's plan, I was like, whoa, why do you Oh, she's dead. Okay, got it. She's fake. So I think the real, like, meat and potatoes of the storyline is that you take Lady Vash and the Primus' message to Revendreth to give it to Renathal to basically, like, basically your letter, which you could read, like, I, I did read it, um, it was a little interesting, it's in my, like, it's interesting that, like, it basically is saying that, like, we need to recreate the sigils of all of the different covenants, and that is the premise of this storyline so you basically bring that to renathal and then you need to go to what was her name again can we talk about how you read mail that was not addressed to you when you told me that that you, is a what, federal what? crime yeah okay well that i'm a nosy bitch sealed i guess with a little wax stamp and sent to the stone right and you opened it up. Did you melt wax to replace it? Um, no, no, no I didn't. Oh my god! So the, the stone right knows right. my sins. I guess the stone writes like you're handing me a loose piece of paper, <laughs> and you're like, "Yes, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, immune." Oh no, that's worse than if mom was just mad at me. And by mom, I actually mean mom because she's the mother of all stoneborn. Basically, she made all of them. Okay, so which I knew this. I knew that she created all the Venthyr, and that by proxy, not all the Venthyr, just all of the Stoneborn. Yeah, if you're you're not a true Venthyr, if you're not Stoneborn, 
So you are a fake Venthyr, sorry to tell you. No, the true Venthyr are the ones who are redeemed souls that are brought in. Like, the Stoneborn are ones who didn't weren't previously souls. No, sorry, you're wrong. Uh, my lord and savior, Jesus Christ, the Venthyr leader, told me that only true Venthyr are stone-born, unlike you. Well, my lord and savior, lord herself, you know, new single stream, uh, solar power, like, check it out, <laughs> maybe. She told me otherwise. Well, my lord, lord and Taylor's, they closed the one at Somerset, <laughs> said that everyone is a Venthyr if they want to. <laughs> I think that might have been one of our top-notch jokes, guys. This is expensive. Who's shopping at Lord and Taylor's? Let me know. Apparently no one that closed out at Somerset. <laughs> anyway, so she made all the rock people, the gargoyles and whatever. What? No, I was saying, like, the reason she made them was something that I did not remember, though. Because, um, basically the storyline tells us that all the Nathrazim, the Dreadlords as we know them now, were personally created by Daddy D, you know, Father Denathrius himself. And she had to create them to fend off the Nathrazim, like, who basically just became spies and turned against them, right? Basically. Yes, that is, that is correct. And yes, the, the Nathrazim were causing big business and they were like father d you got to send these guys away and he goes my will and then he just sent them away and apparently every single thing we've done is a part of their plan which got a little bit of an eyebrow raise from me yeah because they basically during the storyline swoop in while we are all distracted with all of their other shenanigans, and they steal Remornia, you know, which has Daddy D inside of her, and they fly away with it, so... I felt so bad for genuine mirror-faced Dredger. He came up there with his two best friends, and they ended up being Nathrazim, but he was just like, I'm just doing my job! And they killed him for it. He had it coming. <laughs> It was very much so like Attack on Titan energy when they all find out that like some of them have been Titans all along and they're like, oh my god, you've been among us this entire time. But then they're like, I wonder, so I wonder if these Dreadlords are actually like, oh my god, little Freddy Dredger, like we were actually kind of friends with him. We can't, we, like we didn't need to actually kill them. Which is crazy because that's what the fucking Dreadlords do. They gain your trust and they fucking stab you in the back. But so. Also, this, this, this is neither here nor there. It was also funny or not funny, I was like, watch Epic, that apparently the Ember Ward is like that because it's where the Nathrazim used to live, and the Naru said, fuck that, and they just dropped a huge sunbeam on them and decimated the place. I mean, in the scheme of things, I think the Naru was, were right to do this. I mean, the I mean, yeah, Nathrazim... it's, just, it's, it's just wild that they were like, scorched earth. <laughs> I mean, like, the Nathrazim seemed to be like, if this storyline is saying what it's saying, I feel like they are being portrayed as, like, the big bad of all of Warcraft since the very beginning, subtly writing everything. And, like, I kind of like that only because, other than the Helm of Domination and the Sword, not really much has been retconned, just expanded upon. And you could even argue that the sword domi- that the Helm of Domination and the Sword wasn't a retcon it was again expounded upon which i think is cool to flesh it out but i don't like you're right like they're the big bad of like almost everything that we've encountered 
are we just gonna purge the dreadlords and daddy d like we can't just kill them all right like that is not you know i'm i mean obviously we don't have an answer and i hope we this is where the story is going and i feel like it might be but yeah they seem to be the overarching bad but in the same vein the jailer used them for his plan so we need to take down the jailer but like as far as we know like the jailer doing what he's doing now and us eventually taking him down at the end of the shadowlands is part of the Nathrazim's bigger plan even as far yeah, as they, we know they they accounted for the legion failing twice they specifically needed that second legion invasion to get argus which was important so this is where we need to think about where do you think the expansions would go from here if the Nathrazim, which they are, were involved in the Legion and the form and the turning of Sargeras and just so many key elements, obviously at the end of Shadowlands, we're not just going to kill them all, right? They're going to have to go somewhere else and we're going to see their bigger picture plan. Where is that? So I think, like, we've jokingly said the Lightlands are going to be a thing. But, like, what if the Nathrazim feel like they are in a position now after the end of Shadowlands that they have enough power to re- officially retaliate against Sinaru for, like, Scorch Earthing where they were created. So they're like, we're going to fucking invade where you guys are actually at in the Lightlands or whatever the fuck it's called. That'd be fucking cool. I'd actually love that. But, like... It could even, it could even be in, like, a neutral ground. Not to be like, well, we want to have three different realms. But, like... A place like not even like we live in the Naru because I imagine there's nothing in their realm that's like physical they can interact with, but like you are recruited by the Naru to sort of fight with them in this battlefield world, and you could go to like areas that are more Naru controlled and areas that are more Nathrazim controlled. And you know if this is an actual thing that a hundred percent means that we are gonna see our girl once again. And you guys know who I'm talking about, right? There is no one who fights harder for the light than my yes, girl you're Zira. Oh. No, oh. she got she got exploded. Uh, oh. uh hang on. She got exploded. But Aaron, level with me here. When Naru get exploded, where do they go? And a person of a strong element returns to their elemental plane. So when Ooh. somebody in the Shadowlands dies, they go back. You know, I mean, like, like they go back to those four elements. Does she, that mean we get yes. to find my mom? Every single person has like a recharging base. It seems like on their elemental planes, the Naru, when they die, they have to go somewhere. Right? They're in the Lightlands recharging. Are Naru officially dead when they die? I don't think so because nothing else works that way. One question I have then, because, like, the famed video that I had basically bookmarked on my page, <laughs> like, Velen died and, like, gave his power to, like, power up a Naru, right? That may have just been him dying to prematurely bring back a Naru to a realm before their time to be resurrected. Because they established very well, I think in both Chrono in, in the Chronicle and in the Tezif- in the Shadowlands book that I don't have yet. Ugh. Also, I just want to say, like, I pulled that time warp last week without knowing that we were going to get a whole new broker esque like uh 
uh, cosmology chart. So like, yeah, this is how it worked out, I guess. <laughs> so I think that we're going to encounter a, a expansion or a uh, very similar to Argus, uh, a, a world that is light based, and we're going to encounter a lot of the Naru that we've killed, which is. A lot of Naru who are dead. Yeah, I was I was thinking back. There I can think of at least like five or six Naru that we have fought or seen die. And that's just the ones I can remember. I'm not gonna lie, like it I don't see it being an expansion unless it's based around something else entirely and they're just kind of there. Because like while Naru are iconic you can only look at them so many times before you're like, this is the same model as the other Naru, right? Counterpoint? Like, things in Shadowlands have different forms than they did in Azeroth, so what if the Naru are just presenting themselves in a certain way in Azeroth, but they all have unique forms in the Lightlands? So in the Lightlands, they look look good. They're, like, different humanoid models, but just whenever they try and push themselves into our realm they become like the number seven <laughs> the number seven. Oh my god i just see like the number seven floating like sesame street style which is very like if it's very naru energy I mean, to me p- for some p- reason much. i don't know <laughs> this is an octagon and then that's the first raid boss of the lightlands <laughs> like this gotta be a thing and like i know people i'm of two one of i'm of, I'm, of, I'm of both camps one camp says, we want to return to Azeroth. We want to have less uh, planetary ga- galaxy issues and just have, I'm an orc at home who farms pigs and help me versus let's go to fucking light space and kill the light lords. I mean, alternatively, everyone wants like a Dragon Isles type thing, which could be as well because like, as we established with Tazavesh, there are infinite dragon flights just out there? Like, the fuck? So, they definitely are sowing the seeds for something along that, too, I think. I also want to reiterate, I know this is the part of the podcast that most people don't listen to, which is where we have the best nuggets. Terralian, 100%, is going to be Dreadlord replaced. We have not seen anything that's happening on Azeroth in so long while we've been in the Shadowlands. We don't know what Terralian's doing. We don't know what Gen's doing. All of this Dreadlord shit that's happening currently in our current segment, Terralian has got to be replaced by a Dreadlord, right? Like, it just makes so much sense. Anduin is Mm -hmm. gone, mind-controlled. You mean dominated? I don't like that. Oh my god, Echo won the world first race. Congrats, Echo. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, you guys did it. I mean, I, I will say, I guess I'm glad that they did it before their reset, before resets happened, because, like, it was about to get real messy. And actually, Slide and I were watching their polls live, the one where they were, they first got it to 50%, and, like, they thought that they were going to do it, and then it just kept going down, and then they died because they needed to get it down to, like, what, it was, like, 45, right? But they didn't know that. They thought it was 50, so they were, like, prematurely celebrating, and then they all just wiped at, like, 49%, and then they thought that, like, oh, my God, we won't be able to get this because, like, we already did everything pretty flawlessly as is, so, like, how are we going to get down to an extra 5% before, like, even having a reset gear? What I love the most is that 
there hasn't been an official explanation on, I mean, why would there be? But on why you have to have 5% more health chewed through on Mythic versus Heroic and Normal. Because Sylvanas does on 50 in every other mode. On Mythic, it's 45. The best thing that I've seen, Stam buff, right? A Priest Stam buff gives you 5% more health. So she if has. Anduin, a, oh, damn. If Anduin Stam buff Sylvanas, she has 5% more health, which requires the 45% health to reach. That's too good. I will say, as a priest man, I'm proud my boy officially is confirmed to not have gone like Lich Paladin or something. Like, he is still a priest at heart. We saw his bubble in BFA. We know he's a priest at heart. He's always going to be a priest. Even if he's dominated or whatever. Like, he's still a priest man, and I respect that. It's so good. So good. But yeah, it's been a... It's been such a whirlwind of a week for a while. Like, the ups and downs, the peaks and valleys are probably the most defined they've ever been from my experience. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just reiterate again. We are... Obviously, standing with all survivors and mm-hmm. anyone in this whole current court case, but also at the same time, we are going to continue our show for ourselves. As you know, we we love World of Warcraft, and I don't know. I've really enjoyed creating this show with you guys, so I want to continue it. <laughs> Listen, it's the yeah. same as living in America. You can live in the country and hate most parts of the country. You can play a game and hate a lot of parts of the game. And as long as you publicly decry them, because I can't stand this shit, right? Don't just do nothing, right? Do something. Say something. Yeah, don't don't feel like you have to... I, I mean, it's, it's the same point you've you two already made, but... Don't feel like you need to be overtly positive about a thing just because you participate in it. Like, you can meet with people, you can experience connections. Like, people have wrote to us and be like, it's nice listening to you guys each week. I don't want to deny them the experience of that. I don't want to deny you guys the experience of making this together. But, so we're going to keep doing it but then at the same time we can use that to be like blizzard fucking sucks right now and they have for a long time and it's sad that it what the company is like 20 30 years old and we're still doing this right like just say shit about it and and even if even if we had zero listeners, I feel like we would still be recording this podcast because we do it so we could just hang out and just chill. And so <laughs> like, it's a big part of why we luckily we have one listener and it's you listener. We're doing it for you. <laughs> we, we've said from the beginning that we do this for us, but I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that people actually like it as well you mean i mean you mean person the one listen you right there you yes yes you we love you i'm sorry i 
I, I what I meant to say was that originally we intended to be only just doing this for ourselves, to hang out with each other, to keep in touch, like, across state boundaries over our shared love of World of Warcraft. But we have now learned that you, listener, singular, also enjoy this podcast. So welcome to our close-knit friends group of the four of us. Only four. That's what Lord... And Taylor slash stream her music slash Jesus Christ declared. Insert your laugh here. <laughs> You're going to have to email it to me. I'm, uh, it's got a pretty short turnaround on this thing. <laughs> Can you get it to me tonight? I'm going to bed early. <laughs> All right. But now let's do a top two bottom boot, medium boot. Obviously, our bottom boot is the company being a shithole as an overall. This is a secondary slide top two bottom boot medium boot. Aaron, what do you got for us? Oh, God, it seems so (laughs) inconsequential compared to that. But I'm going to have to say just a quick bottom boot. Uh, Lord and Taylor giveth to me last week. This week she tooketh away from me. I did not receive much of anything from Sanctum Domination. No! And the the one thing I did get, I got a crystal and I was like, crystal, crystal! Because I have powers if I have two bloods or three frost, and I have two frost and one blood, so I'm like, let's get a crystal, baby! And it was one unholy. I was like, oh, I can't use this for nothing! Okay, speaking of those fucking, those shards that you get from the raid, for the love of God, do not spend your Stygian embers on upgrading one shard 200% until you're 100% sure. You have five levels of denomination shard, right? If you upgrade all of your shards at the same level, your domination set will actually give you more damage than upgrading one shard to max and keeping the other shards at minimum level. Okay, so just to clarify, so say I use the unholy set. If I upgrade all three unholy ones evenly, that upgrades the chaos bolt or whatever it's called for unholy as a whole, but it won't upgrade to the next level unless all three are upgraded equally. So if, if yes, correct. Say that you have three shards in three sockets. This system sucks, by the way. <laughs> I hate this system so much. It's so bad. I also hate it. You have three socket pieces and you have three shards for your unholy set. If you upgrade one of your shards, your shard of D's nuts to five and your other shards of Zed and Oth are one, your DPS will be worse than if you had level three D's, level three Oth, level three Zed. You want to get them all evenly leveled up because the bonus for the set increases as they're all on the minimum level of each other. The system is not explained at all in any way whatsoever. Yeah, so it's like the same type system that they use for your great vault for like mythic plus dungeons or like normal and heroic mythic raid type deal. It's like the lowest of them for some reason, which is, yeah, as you said, is not explained anywhere. Wowhead says, level up all your shards equally, but it doesn't tell you why you should do this. It just says you should keep them all at a parody level and I'm like squishy. 
Squishy, please. I know you hate night elves and you want Shadow Mel taken away. Squishy is a person who works on Wildhead who hates uh, night y- elf. Y- your your beef, your rivalry is well documented. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> Just making known that Squishy hates me as a person. <laughs> Not all of our podcast hosts here can have perfect relationships with our writers of our classes, like my boy Jack and I, okay? Fire Fernando Fredericks himself and I are best friends. We're actually going out for soy milkshakes later. Kalis does not respond to me in right chat, so what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Find somebody else, I guess. Anyway, if you have actual shard questions, email me. I can help you more coherently than I am right now. Well, anyway, you went and you you took over my little bit to talk about shards. So, Immune, what was your TTBBMM? Well, I have a top two this week. Oh, we will also reiterate that overall it's a bottom boot because Blizzard's fucking sucks right now and we need justice. But my in-game top two is that I have unlocked a Shard of Domination set bonus and I'm excited about that. I got like my three gear pieces and like the one that actually has a set bonus on it for Unholy, which apparently is what I should be using as a Holy Priest because it like increases my intellect i guess stacking intellect depending on what i damage which is weird so i get like i I don't have a problem damaging things anyway so like i somehow do a decent amount of damage in raids so it's fine but it's it's just interesting because like it's like it gets stacked up really fast but one thing i will say about this like i had all of my three pieces with unholy shards in them and i was sitting in like Stormwind or something and like the set bonus didn't light up and that's because like it only lights up if you are in the maw Corthia or the sanctum of domination because those are the only places that your unholy blood or frost three shard bonuses work at they don't work anywhere else but did you upgrade all the shards evenly no not really I did not know this either so I upgraded one like three or four times and then i upgraded the other ones like one time each so it was like not fully uneven but not like as even as i probably should have because i didn't know this and like yeah wow i did say to upgrade them evenly but it never gave me a reason so i was like oh i'm just gonna upgrade my one that's best for me first but i'm like nope you should upgrade your set bonus evenly because it makes your set bonus better and like i wish somebody would have just straight up said that instead on wowhead Womp But a slide whistle. What is your TTBBMM? I have a quick top two. And it's that I finally did the adamant vaults, which I forgot I could do. Yeah, so uh, tell us about this because, like, I have not been yet because I'm a Neither I. So I was just like, what can I do in an hour before we record? And I'm like, not much, which is a lot. I can do a lot in an hour. But I was like, I guess I'll do Torghast and try to get Adamant Vaults. <laughs> I don't know why I decided that was what I was going to do. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean that that's a pretty, uh, a pretty uh, aggressive goal because, like, I have no idea how long an Adamant Vaults would take, even. Neither did I. <laughs> so, apparently, you can get 
big conduits up to 252 from this. However, wait, so you in order to upgrade your conduits farther, you need to do the adamant vaults? It's not guaranteed, it's a chance. And I don't really understand the system because okay, so you can only get adamant vaults if you get a flawless on layer 9 or above. Uh for reference, layer 9 requires eye level 213 it says 209 maybe even like that low from what i've heard the conduits the high conduits will only drop once per week and it's just a chance i wildhead comment said that that they farmed adamant vaults nine times and got uh high conduits on layer nine i do not know what's true or not (laughs) it's very hard but to get an adamant vault run you have to first Unlock it in the cube of many things by the Primus's fake illusion in the interior illusion lounge. Yeah, so you need to dig on into the Primus's pink furry box and then unlock the adamant vaults. And you get it from there. And then after you unlock that, you have to get a flawless run on any layer nine or above. And then after floor five, if you have gotten a flawless run, a red portal will appear where your exit portal normally is, and it'll say, a portal churns and chusts in the background. And I'm like, oh my. Uh, (laughs) Pretty horny portal. Very horny portal. And so I went in not knowing how many more layers I was going to have to do before recording. What's the answer, Slide? How many did you have to do? tell us. So the internet told me the answer was I have to get to layer seven. Which, but, but, but you're on layer five when you finish it. Oh, so when you go through the portal, you're on layer six then? Correct. You go to layer six, and which is a trash floor, a really big trash floor. And then you kill the trash floor, and then you go to layer seven, which is the boss floor. However, the boss floor is kind of scary. At least it was for Soul Forges. So I'm going through the Soul Forges Layer 7, and it's just like, you know, like souls and cages around the room and pots to break. And in the middle is this big green Necrolord portal. And when you hover your cursor over it, it says, Exit Torghast. And I was like, well, I don't want to fucking do that. Wait, so there wasn't like a boss in the middle of the floor? Well, so I fucking, I'm like, this is literally the only thing left. So I walk through the portal Bitch, I'm not exiting Torghast. Maybe my cursor, like, flew through it to the portal behind me to the exit gate. That's probably what really happened. Because going through the green portal took me up this dramatic fucking, like, entryway where I get to the boss floor who's above me. Way, way, way above me in the fucking nosebleeds. Wow, how can they even see the money in the bank match way from up there? I'm a big ladder. (laughs) Yeah, like you had to climb a ladder up to this boss, apparently. <laughs> and so it's literally just this big boss room, and the boss is supposed to have more abilities and shit. It was layer 9, because I'm like, I don't have time to do layer 12, which requires eye level 252. So I did a layer 9, which is 207, I believe. And I killed the boss in literally like 8 seconds, because of my convoke, and it's a weak boss compared to me. So I got some tower knowledge... I got 10 tower knowledge because I guess layer nine gives you the least tower knowledge from doing it. Um, I didn't get a conduit. I got some anima and I got a pet, which was a golden version of a pet that drops normally. Ooh. So 
if you get to the Adamant Vault and you can make it to layer 7 with 1,000 Phantasma, you can buy... It's very much the Overwatch system where it's like a golden gun. You can buy a golden Maw cosmetic for your back. Like the, like the Iron Maiden or that cool little disc shape on your back and shit like that. You can buy if you have enough Phantasma. That is cool. I overall am very happy that this patch, they are providing cosmetics that you can get from Torghast. It definitely adds a whole nother reason why somebody would want to do Torghast as opposed to just mm-hmm. like grinding it to do legendaries. Yeah, like I literally did it just for fun because I could, which I never have done before with Torghast. So that's my top two is that I have options to play the game with more so than I have ever had before, which is weird. All right, but with that, we're out of here. This went a little longer than we meant to. Uh, If you have any comments, questions, complaints about literally anything, we will read and respond at donotrelentpod at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us on Twitter at donotrelentpod. Leave us a review on Warcraft Radio. Follow us on Spotify, and uh, give us a review on iTunes. We would drink a shot in your honor for whatever you leave us. Just give us a name and some words to read. What about you guys? Where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, it's been a minute since we've taken a shot at the beginning of the episode, so someone leave us a review or something, or else I will give us a negative review, maybe, if I'm feeling spicy. Are you you holding us hostage for negative reviews? (laughs) If you guys don't write in and say something nice about us, I'm about to end this this man's whole career. By this man, I mean I'm going to end my own career. Uh, just kidding, this isn't my career. This is just something we do on the side, obviously. Because we don't make money, as we've always said. But anyways, <laughs> I am Alex or Immunization. You can find me on Twitter at New Era Alex, Or you can follow our podcast Instagram account that I haven't updated in a while. Maybe somebody else has, I don't know. We're do only missing relent. one as of this moment. Okay, yeah, so thank you for updating it when I've been shitty at it. Um, I also, like, occasionally, maybe once in a blue moon, stream on Twitch at Immunization DNR. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at TheBigAcheesy on Twitter.com. You can read our literary musings at DoNotRelent.LiveJournal.com. I'll probably post links to articles regarding the controversy and some inspiring words from other content creators, other people that will give their context because I'm a white gamer guy. So I'm the last person you should hear about this. And if you want to hear me talk about happier things, uh, I stream at twitch.tv slash Aaron DNR. I'll probably try and squeeze one in this weekend. All right, well, with that, we are out of here. We'll see you guys next week. And remember, Space Jam 2 sucks. And remember, another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Prodmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. You'll never defeat me, LeBron James.